0: Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing podcast with your hosts. Yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined as always by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over.
1: Gone. The Pistols Firing podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the Pistols Firing Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. Another day, another podcast. We've been just cranking these out. We've had some awesome guests on. we got another awesome one today. Josh Holiday, Oklahoma State head baseball coach, uh, is is on to talk about uh, the, the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affected him, how it's affected his team, how it's affected Oklahoma State as, a, as an organization, as an athletic department. I, th- I thought he had uh, some good thoughts on... Uh, just all of that. So he's a very thoughtful person, always enjoy chatting with him. And, uh, you know, baseball is one of the sports along with, you know, some of the other spring sports that softball and, and different tennis, different sports like that, that most affected by all of this in terms of, in terms of where we're at right now with college athletics, you know, basketball certainly affected with March Madness being over. But for me, one of the moments that stood out over the last few weeks or I guess over the last month now was the cancellation of the College World Series and and for me that was a sort of line in the sand of like oh wow this is this is a huge deal and you know for Oklahoma State to to not even get to conference play in baseball and just have their season kind of swept out from under them it, it's a weird thing and I, and I think you you kind of hear that in the way he talks about some of this and you know, just in the way he talks about kind of feeling for his players and and those are the guys along with softball, along with tennis, along with uh, you know all the other spring sports that are that are really most affected in terms of uh, just getting things taken away. Uh, that hasn't happened with college football yet. it It hasn't happened with an entire season of college basketball yet. hopefully it doesn't. but uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting to hear him kind of talk about some of that. So, Let's get to this week's guest, Oklahoma State baseball coach Josh Holiday. Brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one stop cow- your one stop shop on ca- your one stop cowboy shop. I'll get this right. I've only read it a thousand times on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at Chris Let's get to coach. Okay, we've got uh, Oklahoma State baseball coach Josh Holiday on the line. Josh, how is your uh, how's the quarantine life going for you right now?
0: Well, you know, I was doing okay uh, for about the first two weeks. Uh, I would say since then, not not as much. It's been last three or four days have been a little harder to, I don't know, just kind of find uh, peace with everything that's going on, you know. Um, but like everybody else, you just got to uh, find positive things to do each day. It's the same thing we tell our players. You know, focus on the schoolwork that they still have and, take control of the things you can control, which right now are are lesser than what we're accustomed to, but uh, a lot of yard work, a lot of work around the garage, um, you know, lots of time with family, which is always great. A lot of cooking. I'm taking up some new hobbies, uh, how to smoke meat, how to, uh, uh, at some point here, um, grow some shade grass under my trees. And I don't know, it's just a, a strange time as everyone knows. And, just doing the best we can to fill that time with something positive.
1: Do you have any uh, book or movie recommendations for people that you've been, oh. you've been into?
0: Yeah. Book. I, I read the energy bus recently, which is an incredibly good book. I would recommend that for anyone, especially at a time like this, where the the message and the information is so uplifting that uh, that'd be a good thing at a time like this to you know, just keep your mindset right. And, all those things that go along with having a lot of time on your hands. Uh, several more good books on the nightstand. Uh, I would say movie-wise, uh, I'm a sucker for any movie, really. Um, anything that takes up two hours right now is <laughs> is, uh, is a welcomed uh, part of the day. But uh, a lot of Netflix. I would say I'm uh, probably a Netflix uh, major league-level Netflix watcher. Um, <laughs> Let's see, other books, Top Performance by Zig Ziglar is a good book that I've read. Yeah. Uh, and then You Went in the Locker Room First by John Gordon. Uh, those are good books uh, kind of fall in that sports mindset line or team mindset line that so many of us work inside of and alongside. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, the first couple of weeks, you, I think the, the, real, the reality of what we're all going through, you know, you were kind of learning about it and studying it and, wrapping your arms around it but the last couple days you know you're kind of going on I think basically the third week since we've kind of removed ourselves from what was normal and just gets hard sometimes to get up and jump start yourself so yeah good, good mind good mind food this time is probably good for you as well as just connecting with people that you you miss and care about and um, you know, all those good practices that I'm sure a lot of folks are reading up on and practicing themselves.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's been weird. It's almost been my wife and I were talking about this. It's almost been like the, the five stages of grief, which sounds like a, yeah. it sounds like a weird thing. Cause you're like, well, this is, you know, I'm health. I'm uh, Well, you know, some people are not healthy, but in, in terms of our family, like we're healthy, we're, we're good, but you're still like grieving and going through all these like anger and frustration and all these different things. And it's just—I mean—to contrast that with where you were at, let's say a month ago, to where you're thinking about the baseball season, you're thinking about recruiting, and you're and you're doing all these different things. It's just—I—I I can't believe we are where we're at a month later.
0: Yeah, it is hard to believe. Um, you know, I think the thing that uh, was most difficult, uh, but that really punched you right in the gut, was just the the, the rapid way in which the season went from you know, on schedule. And I remember the Thursday that uh, this all kind of started, or maybe it was even that Wednesday night of the conference tournament for basketball, where teams were playing and it was business as usual. And then by that Thursday morning, uh, you saw reports of potential basketball tournaments being played with no fans. I was actually on the phone with Fresno state coach as their team was flying cross country to come play us. And I, I told him to hold, in the San Francisco airport because it, it sounded a, a, a lot like things were maybe slowing down. Yeah. And by three o'clock that afternoon, the NCAA announced our season was over and it was just kind of one of those things that happened so fast. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the fact that nothing like that had ever occurred almost made you think it wasn't real. But <laughs> so then quite quickly we all realized this is very serious and then, you know, you shift your, your focus to your players immediately knowing that they were the ones, you know, emotionally most impacted by this. Yeah. Um, you know, and for good reason. Um, but from there, getting them kind of safe, organized, uh, moving on to what's next and, and getting those kids back online, so to speak, that was an important thing to do. And the university handled that great. Um, But yeah, I just think from a personal perspective, all of us, you know, no matter what we do for a living, um, it is a little bit difficult to pull out midstream at kind of the, you know, middle of your work, um, things that you love to do the most, like compete and Mm. see things grow and, you know, new, new moments in time and all those things that we were so much looking forward to, but you know, our health and the health of everyone around us, um, without that, you have nothing. And so this is obviously a time where you gotta be mature and, and uh remove yourself from your own needs and think about the needs of other people. And that's definitely what this has done for I know for me personally, and I think for you know, so many of the great people at Oklahoma State, um, you know, it's a servant mentality as far as looking out for everyone else, and that's what we have to do.
1: Yeah. I know you're big on on leadership and on kind of developing leadership and, and, and working in that. What what has been What's the characteristic of, of leading that has kind of stuck out to you throughout all of this? Because it, it is weird. You're, you're kind of, it's from afar, but you're still in a position of leadership. How, how do you think about leadership as it relates to, to going through a global pandemic?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, first of all, I, I think um, you look to the leaders that we're all following first to draw our cues on how to act and how to behave and, and what the right decisions are. Um, I can't imagine probably starting with the president of the United States on down that anyone has ever been trained for this or that anyone, for that matter, could have could have known how to handle this except for learning as we go. Um, Then you see those really difficult decisions make their way down to uh, the next level of leadership, whether it be people in charge of professional sports, charge of our, our public safety, public health, all those different levels where people have to make decisions that then trickle down and impact everyone. And then eventually that makes its way down to the university level, um, state level, university level. And then from university level to us as as athletic department members and coaches. So really just respect and appreciate the tough decisions that people have had to make knowing that, um, you know, you're always going to be questioned, criticized, or, or second guessed That's just part of being a leader. You have to be strong in your decisions and have, Uh, good foundations from which you make those choices and so watching the way that uh, people have have led us uh, to give us guidance how to lead our kids and then from that standpoint how to lead your players uh, through this um, it's hard because the kids are all for the most part back home and working remotely uh, on finishing their studies so you just draw your cues I think from from what the overriding uh, information is and 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 it's been clear as day that it's public safety and how serious this is. And from there, fall in line with uh, the directives. And as to, as you know, uh, keep your distance, stay home, uh, avoid getting in large groups and, and stop the spread of this. So hopefully at some point um, people can stay healthy and then maybe return to normal life sooner than later. So uh, I think as far as that goes, as I told the players, you're living through something that will be in the history books. Mm-hmm. This is something that, my lifetime that I've never seen, and hopefully something in their lifetime they'll never see again. Yeah. um And the only thing I can remember, um, you know, living through or being part of my lifetime as a forty-three-year-old was was the effect of nine yeah. eleven when it occurred and the the shock it sent across our country. Where, whereas in this situation, that shock uh, not only extends through our country, but it, it seemingly around the entire world for sure. So i don't know i think just trying to put it in perspective for your players um let them know it's uncharted territory and to be kind of a little bit scared or uncertain or all these things it's probably normal right uh but we've got to do the most we you know can and for the kids let's get through their schoolwork and stay safe and keep their parents and families and loved ones safe and I guess, keep our eye on the prize of, of returning to a healthy normal sometime this summer. That would be my hope anyway. At least I'm making that deal in my head that, you know, we're going to have a 4th of July and it's going to be fireworks and we're going to be back to normal. But I think you got to have some optimism and, uh, believe that, you know, that we're being led the right direction and, and fall in line with it. But yeah, it's a great question. I, I really wouldn't, I really wouldn't know for that matter, uh, you know, what the pressure and, and the, the scrutiny is like for people that are having to make these really tough decisions because it's impacting so many people's lives. Yeah.
1: Who's a, who's a coach or administrator, not just with this pandemic, but just throughout your career that you've looked at Mm -hmm. and you've looked at the way they do things. And you're like, ah, I I, want to, I want to steal from them. I want to do things more like they do, whether that's Mm -hmm. in anything, recruiting, baseball, coaching, leadership, whatever, who is, who's been that person for you?
0: Um, well, Great question. I, I don't. I think growing up as a little kid here, I uh, was exposed to Coach Ward a great deal uh, in my childhood, um, being around the baseball field and going to baseball camp and then uh, growing into an age where I was able to understand what he was teaching the team, uh, admire the team and the way it performed, the individual players. So at a really young age, I became really interested in who coaches were and what they stood for. I can even remember being 14 or 15 years old. And every time she would play, uh, I was asking my dad, you know, to tell me about the other team's coach because I was really curious about (laughs) what made those coaches great coaches. Right. And so I've always been a, uh, very much a student of coaches, um, wanting to understand what they did well to, to try to learn from them. Um, I think probably, you know, when I, I got into coaching, um, I had a pretty good start in terms of what I had watched and witnessed growing up. Probably very lucky to have been exposed to to so many ideas. Uh, From there, I'll be honest, every coach that gave me a chance to be part of their staff taught me something valuable. Um, You know, I started out here for a while with my father. Uh, I spent a year at NC State with Coach Avent, who who loved on my family and kept me in coaching at a time where, you know, I was kind of at a crossroads to either Move on and do something different because I had a wife and a newborn that that needed to be uh, supported or or stay in coaching and survive. Um, He kept me in coaching at NC State. and I'll never forget that. Uh, I'd say I learned a lot about love from him. He was loving and caring and and took us in. Uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Coach Hall there, amazing amount of consistency. Um, he's been a great coach for a long time and, and at a young age, he showed confidence in me that made me believe I was a good coach. And so I'll always be grateful to him for, for giving me a chance to have a full-time job again. And, um, he showed confidence in me and I think it's important as a coach, you show confidence in your players. So I took that from that experience for sure. Uh, Arizona state was definitely a learning experience that that program had, uh, tons and tons and tons of, of deep roots in baseball and great talent. Uh, learned many many things while there Uh, and probably Vanderbilt coach Corbin was probably the person that uh, as an adult coach um, impacted me the most as far as saying who would you borrow from or Mm. who would you most want to emulate or maybe borrow great ideas and then expand those ideas into your own I would say in three years I spent there um, was such a a learning experience while simultaneously, you know, uh, working every day, but really learning. It was kind of like, you know, uh, it was the best of both worlds to be active in your job and working at it, but also almost literally be in school, uh, of how to do your job better. And so that was a life changing experience for me. And, um, I would have stayed and coached there forever. Uh, I loved what I was doing, loved who I was doing it, you know, alongside with or for, however you view it. Um, but obviously this opportunity here was just something that was, um, far too, far too meaningful to not, uh, not want to try to, uh, come back to it. It just, it had, you know, roots for me that were, um, undeniable. And, uh, so the chance to come back here, you know, that, that was, uh, almost like take what you've learned and, and now go, uh, go try to grow some more. And, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, to have Coach Walton uh, on staff from the second day of this journey has been like having a, a partner from the very start and yeah. someone who had already been a head coach for a great amount of time that could already help absorb and, and provide that sounding board and trust that, that every coach needs to, to have around him. And, uh, you know, from there, uh, in the beginning days here, hiring Marty right away, who also had a great background. So, You know, I think from there, over eight years, um, from that point, really, I think as a head coach, you really start to learn more from the players each day. Um, I'm not sure you can borrow ideas from other places if they don't properly fit on your campus amongst your population. And so our players have taught me uh, what the experience at Oklahoma State, uh, how it can be better, how it can be embraced, what makes it challenging, what makes it great, and then um, so that's been, you know, kind of how I see it. Um, I love coaches and other sports. And but I think really, if you want to be a, a good leader, you got to be authentic and you can't try to imitate somebody Yeah. Uh, as much as maybe be who you are. That doesn't mean you don't constantly strive to grow and learn and, 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 and watch and, and maybe even uh, borrow. But I think at the same time, you know, at some point you have to be authentic because some tough decisions will be made from your gut and, and you can't really look at, what someone else would do, you have to know what you should do. So, um, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I would say that um, all the people that I've come across have either uh, positively or negatively influenced you in a way that you would say I would never do that again, or uh, that's something right there that I would pass on. That's really valuable.
1: Yeah, uh, I, we we may have already talked about this, but I I also grew up going to Oklahoma State baseball games. I lived in Tulsa. I'm a little bit. I'm about seven or eight years younger than you, but I just remember the, the Brad Bean Blossom, the Mitch Simons, the you know, Manny Cervantes. So I, I'm I'm curious about who from that kind of era because you're a little bit a little bit older, a little more formative years probably, who from that era really stood out to you as you're like, man, that guy is awesome. Like I, I hope I'm like that whenever I get older.
0: Well the guys you just mentioned, I mean Brad Bean Blossom was uh one of the, the finest, if not the finest athlete's ever play baseball at oklahoma state i mean as far as his academic track record and then obviously uh, if i'm not mistaken maybe brad is the all-time leader in games played here Uh, you might check that but i think that's accurate um so someone that could not only play in more games than anyone in in program history but also excel as a student uh unbelievably uh kind genuine polite person um any cervantes much the same very kind man guy that came in from California and played well. Mitch Simons was a a gritty, tough ball player that jumped right into this thing. You know all those guys stood out to me because I got to know them all and uh I got to ride in the bus with them and hang out in the <laughs> locker room with them. But you know I think as a little kid, what I realize now is is how much um, those around us watch and pay attention to the things we do and say and how we do them and they they emulate that and you know probably one of the things that was so cool about having Robin on staff this year was that was the person that I watched and emulated and wanted to be like as a kid. And so when you have a chance to influence little kids and and show them the way, what a what a cool thing to, to be able to do. And you better do it the right way and do it in a positive way. And provide an example that you would want someone to to pattern themselves after or, or watch that, that behavior and say That's the way you become great. So, you know, I would say my most formidable years were probably somewhere in the 1985, 6, 7, 8, 9, 1990 range. Those were the years as a a young kid where my dreams and and hopes were starting to form. And, you know, by 1990, I think that's we lost the national championship game to Georgia. I remember walking out of of Rosenblatt Stadium in tears because – that was the closest we'd ever gotten at an age where I could actually, you know, think that, that Oklahoma state was going to win the national championship. And then, you know, from there it was kind of, you know, shifting to being a high school kid at like 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95. That was kind of when I, you know, got to an age where I was chasing my dreams and trying to try to become an athlete and trying to become uh, somebody that might move on and, and chase a dream. So I think, um, for our players to know that little kids are watching them and some watching them quite closely, uh, and some hoping to be like them someday would make those guys feel real good knowing that they have a chance to influence somebody.
1: The, uh, all time, uh, apparent or games leader in a career, Brad being 271. You were second with, or you are second with 256. So good. Yeah. Good well, memory. Brad,
0: like I said, yeah, Brad is a, he was a four-year starter on great teams and uh as I said not only was he a great baseball player but he proved that uh you could burn the burn the oil at both ends mm. I mean, he was a great player but a great student and he was notorious for hard work and studying hard and uh, having aspirations to be um you know just a very well-rounded person and uh to this day he's a a great friend to OSU Baseball, a great friend to all of us, and a successful man. And so, you know, I I think that probably um, every team, you know, has their their various characters um, that make teams special. And um, Brad certainly had his unique position in Cowboy Baseball for a long time, uh, over four years. and um, He played alongside some of the the very best that we've ever had. So uh, that was a great era. Uh, of OSU baseball Um, one of the great eras of college sports when you look at the 16 straight conference championships that started during that decade and extended into the 90s and uh, a run to college world series appearances in consecutive years that also stands alone as a record if my memory is correct so a lot of special guys made this place uh, made this place what it was what it is and what it can be
1: yeah uh, I'm curious about, cause I, I think the, the benefits of having Robin Ventura and your brother Matt around the program are, are pretty obvious. Were there any uh, kind of unexpected benefits that you experienced over this spring and, and, and even over the winter? I, I know everything kind of got cut short, but was there anything yeah. that you're like, wow, that was a benefit, but I didn't, I didn't really expect that. I didn't really see that coming.
0: Um, I mean, you know, with both Matt and Robin, I, you know, obviously know them well and know the, the nature of their, uh, just kind of what their purpose is. And in both cases, it was just to help. It was to make the, the program better and the kids inside it better. Uh, and they both do it in ways that <clears throat> the kids really warm up to. Um, I, I thought that was a super positive thing. Um, they both have fun personalities. They both uh, are different, but a perfect blend to um, our staff and the way everybody fits. Um, probably just their desire to help with absolutely seeking nothing in return. I think they're, you know, having both played at the highest level and been very successful as professional people, uh, they're in a position to just look at the game and look at the players and simply want nothing more than to help. And that's really. Uh, a unique perspective um, from, from which people can coach. Um, It's not always the case. A lot of times coaches coach under different pressures with different purposes, but their purpose was very, very uh, pure and very, very fun. And um, you know, I, I didn't anticipate the autograph seekers. I can tell you that we were first (laughs) couple of trips on the road, the amount of people wanting autographs was something I'd never thought about or anticipated, but you know, I, I just think uh, the number of positives for our players, um, and I was really proud of the way the players uh, embraced them and, and got to know them and bodied up to them because um, sometimes people with great performance histories are intimidating and people are afraid to talk to them or ask them. Uh, but both of them, in both their cases, uh, that wasn't that wasn't true. So um, I don't know. I, I think just the friendship and the shared investment in the players and their very much egoless way in which they go about their day uh, makes everybody better. Yeah, and that uh, that was definitely something that uh, made it a lot of fun. And uh, it was funny they would alternate coaching first base sometimes if <laughs> we weren't scoring runs. And so just some of the funny little things that that they did, um, their their personalities and their relaxation at times was very good for all of us.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, we'll get you out of here on this one. I, I did want to ask you real quick just about your reaction to the NCAA ruling and and giving the, the senior year back or uh, the extra year back to seniors. What, what was your reaction to that? And and how do you think that's going to benefit Oklahoma state?
0: Well, my, my, my reaction was, I was thrilled. Um, I wasn't in any way, shape or form ready to say goodbye to those seniors. Um, No way, no how. Um, And, and so uh, for the seniors to get the year back and then to extend that year back to all team members, regardless of age, uh, really gives all the players a chance to, to maximize this, this experience. So I think it was a tough decision, but certainly the right decision. And I say tough because of the things that, that go with it. But I, I appreciate, uh, first and foremost, Coach Holder being so in favor of it and so supportive of it uh, and, I think, outspoken about it. That was really positive. He's always fought for our players. He's always valued the player's experience. and uh, It's easy to work for somebody that is very much pro the experience of your players. That's a very motivating factor as a coach to know he feels that way and represents it when he votes or, or casts his opinion. So it was the right thing. Uh, it was hard, I think, on people because it creates a number of unknowns and new challenges, but I, I, I believe we can work through those given time um my reaction instantly was joy um joy for those kids and uh joy for them uh knowing they get to finish in some ways kind of what they'd be had started and so that's positive in my opinion um you know what to do for oklahoma state Uh, i think it it gives some kids uh, that have invested a great deal in this program a chance to come back and and do it once more and, and give us some veteran mature leadership to sculpt the team around moving forward. So um, it's just an un, unprecedented time, Scott. I, I don't want else to put it. I mean, there's just so many things in the last month that have happened that you could have never forecasted. <laughs> and uh, it's just for me as a coach, and I think for all of us involved, it's trying to continue to get through the really important things like the health of our, of our, community and our country and then uh understand kind of what we're going to do moving forward with our team and and this uh you know um just whatever the the, the resume the resumption of normal is uh, so that we can then lead the kids into that so but yeah i appreciate you calling and having me on i i, I miss our fans um i miss the i miss the highs of seeing them celebrate a, a win i miss the low of of a loss and what it makes you motivated to do the next day. Cause it gets you out of bed early, gets yeah. you out of bed with, a, with an edge and an irritation that I'm not going to let that happen again. And sometimes that'll, that'll get you out of bed faster than anything. And so, <laughs> yeah, trying to get used to this and, and, um, not fall into, uh, you know, just the habit of just another day passing without making progress. This, yeah. has been a, learning well, experience for me. So, uh, if anybody has any good, uh, you know, good ideas of how to keep moving this thing forward. I think we can all use them.
1: Absolutely, that's a that's a good word. I appreciate that. I'll uh, I'll send you a couple of book recommendations too to to get you through the uh, the time. So, hey, thanks, very good, my man. Thanks for your time. Always very generous. And uh, yeah, hang in there, and and we'll hopefully talk soon. Okay, thanks for having me on. Talk to you later. Okay, that was Oklahoma State head baseball coach Josh Holiday. Uh, really appreciate his time. I always uh, slot in like fifteen to twenty minutes for these, and and he's one that uh, I always know will, uh, will be will be generous. I try not to take advantage of that, but you get to you get to talk and you get to jamming on stuff like nineteen ninety one Oklahoma State baseball, and it's it's difficult to stop. So uh, I I do appreciate him going over there, but uh, yeah, you know I thought he had he's a very, and this is, I think this is true of a lot of Oklahoma state coaches. At least it has been in my experience talking to uh, guys like Mike Boynton and, you know, even, even somebody like Mike Holder, they're very open and honest about where they're at. And I think you heard uh, Josh holiday talk about that. Just like, Hey, first couple of weeks, you're okay. And then it starts to be like, wow, what are, what are we doing here? And that, that's been my experience as well. I think that's been everybody's experience and, It is – I don't know. I don't want to miss the fact that it's unique for somebody to uh, come on a podcast and just kind of talk honestly about that. And I think that's part of that authenticity that that he talked about. And, you know, he's somebody who clearly values leadership and being authentic and being genuine. And he has from day one. I remember the first press conference that he gave at Oklahoma State, and it was very – it was like, wow, this is – this is legit like this is the real deal in terms of just the way that you uh, you know kind of comprehend life and the lens through which you view things and uh, that that has not wavered since day one so uh, we're gonna go hear from chris's one more time and then i'll come back with my big takeaway from talking to josh holiday today chris's university spirit on campus corner in stillwater oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, big takeaway. Uh, This was a a small moment, but for me it was a big takeaway. And it was when I asked him about what he would take or steal from other coaches or administrators that he's uh, been around or been with over the years. And he mentioned asking his dad, Tom Holliday, who obviously coached Oklahoma State for a long time, when he was a kid what the other coaches were like. And that is not normal. I don't think that's, that's somebody who has ambition. That's somebody who knows what they want to do when they, when they grow up. Now, I don't know if that was his singular focus his entire life, but I thought that was a really cool moment of, Hey, this has been the trajectory for a long time. And I've thought a lot about this and I have processed a lot of things about this. And I think that's why you see him have so much success. I mean, that's part of the reason there's, obviously hard work and and uh, there's the mechanics of everything that that goes into creating a good baseball program and creating a good trajectory for your for your organization but that was that was interesting to me to hear him talk about from even from a young age those those formative years when we were all you know 8 9 10 13 14 15 years old for somebody for a kid to be thinking about that type of future, that's, that's a unique thing. And I think that just speaks to the way he views the world and, and the way he thinks about some of this stuff. So that was my big takeaway, uh, of many, uh, within the interview. Uh, again, appreciate Josh coming on giving us some time. Uh, I am going to, I'm going to send him a couple, couple book recommendations. I've been just grinding through just so many books during the quarantine time. Uh, i'll uh i'll send those out but yeah thanks again everybody for listening uh, as a fun week of podcasts. we had a, a bunch of good guests on we've got uh, a former oklahoma state basketball player lined up for monday a fun guest on tuesday uh, a potential all-timer uh, either next week or net uh, or excuse me either next week or the following week uh, from the football world so that could be fun uh, hopefully it works out uh, but we've got a we've got a lot going on the website as well we've Uh, Got a ton of different content there. The big thing that that, uh, we've been focused on right now is we're giving away a ton of stuff on our forum, forum forum.pistolsfiringblog.com. You can go check out, we've got, I think, four different giveaways. One of them is for Hoboken Coffee, which is our Daily Bullets sponsor. One of them is for Chris's University Spirit, who, shout out, sponsors this podcast. We're giving away a $50 gift card uh, today on Friday. Uh, one of them is for PFB Plus, our subscription uh, The subs- subscription portion of our site. Uh, that's where you can be kind of part of the premium version of our forum. Uh, you get no ads on the site, ton of giveaways uh, along with that. And then we're also giving away some PFB merchandise. That'll start next Friday, but you can already enter to win. And all that stuff is free. You don't have to pay anything to, to enter those uh, giveaways. They're all on our forum right now. You can go check them out forum.pistolsfiringblog.com and as always appreciate everybody's support appreciate uh, chris's for sponsoring the pod and appreciate uh, josh holiday for coming on to chat Uh, we will talk to you guys soon and be back at the beginning of next week